Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we chat about Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedan, Marla Thomas, and white wine spritzers as we discuss <laughs> the greatest television show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 48th episode in the series, Simon Law Dearest. <sighs> you know, Dennis was, <laughs> he was such a promising young man. Well, <laughs> fell apart. It really. It, he really fell apart. <laughs> he went off the deep end, man. <laughs> Let himself go. Jesus. Oh, man. The episode actually starts with a fat joke. I will know. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But um, despite that, what's really interesting about this episode, it actually had two women writers. Um, oh. a, a, a writing team that uh, came from all in the family, I believe, or that's where they started. It was one of those things where, um, you know, other women were advocating for women writers at the time when everybody was like, women aren't funny. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so... So it's actually kind of a, a great testament to a lot of the humor in this episode, which again, you know, really handling a very serious topic and a real emotional struggle, particularly between mother and daughter, um, with a lot of humor. I mean, <laughs> again, like we can get into it, but like just talking about the something to the power of suggestion. I mean, all <laughs> of the the toilet humor in this yeah. one is just actually a grade. I know, and you know, I usually hate that. I usually have such little low tolerance for that in other mediums. I was but like the in reason, other mediums, right? But the reason that it's funny on the Golden Girls is a couple different reasons. I mean, first of all, you know, it's an old woman that's <laughs> <So>, like <laughs> douchey bro, and it's kind of subtle. Like it's just, it's not as like yeah. I don't know. I feel like the way they do it is smarter than a lot of uh, other yeah. mediums. It's quite, it's quite um, a far cry from American Pie, <laughs> right? Which I exactly. Thank you. <laughs> You're like other medium, <laughs> like yeah, just yeah. douchey frat bro shit. It's so great. Um, um, okay, so we obviously the Kate and Dennis thing is the is the A story, but I do want to spend a minute on the B story because yeah. I like Lucy. <laughs> you just like her? Well, I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. I love Lucy. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I I have two comments about this. One is along that that line that you just delivered rose's enthusiasm like it just the character itself is just someone who it's talk about like the way to live life right blanche literally (laughs) invites her to stay up all night watching a television show and she goes that sounds great who's in it like she she has (laughs) no idea what it is and she's just like that sounds great like she's just so pumped about it and then also to that point where she's like well i don't know if i love her yet she already likes her she doesn't even know anything about it it's like it's really it's just like a testament to how you should live your life you're like uh yeah uh do you want to go somewhere yeah sounds great where where i love that (laughs) right i know and i uh, in contrast to Rose, who's like, you know, just so enthusiastic about doing anything at all. Um, Sophia's cynicism <laughs> in regards to I Love Lucy, I also think is really funny when she's like, why can't I be in the show? Why can't I be in the show? Why couldn't she be in the show? Seriously, yeah. though. She goes, she was a riot at home. <laughs> Which is so true. It's so Yeah. <laughs> why didn't Desi play Desi? He wasn't tall enough. Um <laughs> So, but, but who other... did he play? <laughs> <laughs> That's also just a wonderful, like, wonderfully dumb, but still really works well. Who's on first routine? It was great. Um, again, when, like, 
when Dorothy or Blanche like gets so sick of Rose's questions and they just snap and straight. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Um, my second anecdote though of the I like Lucy second storyline is through the Golden Girls Bible, you know, Golden Girls Forever by Jim Colucci, uh, a book everybody should own. I actually found out, and we should have discussed this. I can't believe I didn't actually come across this until now for this episode. We should have discussed this at Blind Ambitions episode because they actually wanted Lucille Ball to play Lily, Rose's sister, in the Blind Ambitions episode originally, which is really huh. wild. Um, Lucy turned it down for for a, one reason where she was like getting a tooth pulled or something, but also because <laughs> she's wise enough because basically like you would rightly assume that if it was hey guest starring lucille ball plus with b arthur who she starred with in mame plus betty white who she was like very good friends with in real life you would expect like this laugh-a-thon right but like right. lily is like not fucking funny <laughs> yeah at all. i was just gonna say and also like first of all polly holiday who played lily is famous and was famous yes. in her own right yes. but she she could mend to that role. I cannot see Lucille Ball. Right. And I think that that was the idea. It's like, if you're going to have Lucy on the fucking show, you need to write her a character. Like you, Let her play like, Lucy. <laughs> Why didn't Lucy she play right back into the role. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody out there do a fanfic. Holy shit. Um, it's like Mame meets Golden Girls meets I Love Lucy. Um, anyway, really fascinating. But per this this episode... You know, they wrote the I Love Lucy storyline again because of the connectivity and all that stuff. And they, they actually sent her the script ahead of time so she could, like, peruse it and enjoy it as, like, a, you know, just a nice little nod to, hey, we, we like you. <laughs> we like That's you. really we nice. Lo- we love you, in fact. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, but it's, it's actually kind of amazing that, like, this is a fairly, it's a fairly strong, fun B story only because like i love lucy is such a cultural phenomenon yeah. you know and, and, and rose had never seen it yes well yeah and the, the who's on first rose enthusiastic story <laughs> but like so even good. more so i mean even like we talked about like last uh episode you know the the, the b story was just the banquet everybody was going to <laughs> you know it was kind of weak and this one is weak as a premise of like they're watching television right but it's so funny yeah um okay so so Kate's coming, right? Kate's coming to visit. And the thing that's a big letdown is that Dorothy thinks Kate's coming to tell her that she's pregnant, oh, yeah, right? So she's letdown. like super, I know. That's why she's super don't excited. assume everybody. Never assume. So she has these like big, big expectations. And obviously the news is that he's cheating. But before Kate gets there, um, there's a line where Sophie, Dorothy's telling Rose and Blanche like that she thinks this. I think she was hesitant to tell him, but Sophia kind of like yeah. basically pressured her into it. And Sophia says, call me Kreskin. Yeah. And that's like a pretty small line, but that is a line that I say all the time. <laughs> and often, <laughs> most often, I think, Sarah, whenever I'm not talking to you, to people who don't get it, but it, nothing stops me. <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh, man. If there's anything that Golden Girls uh, fans know intimately, it's, it's saying really, really deep cut lines to people who don't give a shit and have no idea. And never being deterred, though. You never being going. deterred because it's fucking funny yourself. You laugh in your own head and everybody thinks you're nuts and it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sophia says, yeah, she's like, 
uh, she called, you know, she called, she said she had news she wanted to tell us in person, and then uh, she went to go throw up. Call me Creskin. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's part of the big letdown of, like, you, you, you never assume. And to be fair, Dorothy is, like, she keeps going, we don't know that yet, you know, so... It's just Sophia's blessing. Yeah, exactly. But then, of course, you know we've we've got a new Kate. A new Kate walks through. <laughs> Same character, different actor, uh, as we do. And uh, I actually couldn't find out any information about the other two if, like, they didn't want to be in or they were just like in other, you know, <laughs> other episodes or maybe they know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, you know, she walks in with like the like hair that rivals like you know blanche's worst mullet hair type of outfit (laughs) and just like these great boots that can only be in the 80s (laughs) which is very Mm -hmm. perfect homage to her mother wearing boots like that uh later in the series but uh you know turns out (laughs) dennis cheated on her and she's leaving him Uh, it's (laughs) the thing that's crazy too is like stan shows up and you know she's like discussing this with both parents like he cheated on me you know like this whole thing which is the story of like her father and mother breaking up eventually you know all of this nonsense and i i don't know i don't know about you but i feel really weird discussing this with my father father who cheated on my mother in the same like it's the whole like weird situation of i i guess it's different but like i know my mother's still raw about it and that's part of the rage that like she's feeling against dennis so I don't know. I, I guess right. old, old Kate was really cool with it anyway, with Stan's cheating. So I, I guess new Kate's cool with it too. Yeah. A couple things about that. One, it yeah, it's definitely bizarre. And what I think is even weirder is that Stan basically alludes to the fact that he cheated, or I think he alludes to the fact that he cheated on Dorothy because of this reason and says a lot of men cheat because like they're, unsatisfied yes. sexually and i was like who the fuck talks to their parents about that what father brings that up with their daughter what daughter wants to be a part of that conversation and yeah your ex-wife is right there they so many <laughs> weird things about that conversation and um at the very beginning when kate walks in and she blanche and um rose are in there they're about to leave and she's like oh you can stay the two of you are like family and i was like oh yeah michael actually had sex in blanche's bed so i bet you guys are all like, very well acquainted <laughs> seriously <laughs> uh yeah i don't know it's it's such a it's such a shame because the kate character honestly in both episodes that she appears in uh is is just she's just sort of like she's not quite manic pixie dream girl but she just sort of helps drive everybody else's narrative and she doesn't you know generous <laughs> she doesn't there's not much yeah. to it and i think it's i think part of that realization that i came to about that where she's just like kind of a flat character is that scene in the kitchen where you're like are you talking about sex this is just exposition like for stan to talk about like his relationship with dorothy like you're having no reaction to that you're just saying things like daddy you know like (laughs) it's like wait a minute you're actually (laughs) supposed to be the star of this drama right now and like you're actually not you know because of just the way it's written it's not it's not the fault of either actress or anything no, like that. it's, it's just really kind of fascinating so um but yeah i just <laughs> that whole scene is just really really very bizarre um yeah so oh my weird. god uh <laughs> flipping back to the uh <laughs> what dorothy has to talk to blanche and rose <laughs> 
and you know they're watching the marathon and hey they don't have TiVo like they literally they have to make a choice you can't just pause the I Love Lucy marathon you know it's not even commercial break and they have to get up and turn it off (laughs) Dorothy just goes thank you I'm touched (laughs) slays me it slays me it's so great it's it's so good it really speaks to how close they are because Blanche and Rose obviously you know are going to help her but they're just like not right now you know when it's your roommate I think sometimes you're like just one yeah you're like crisis and I feel like it's very realistic right friends and roommates it's like so difficult you're just like just trying to live my life and eat all these fucking snacks (laughs) you know what a fun night. I want to I wanna have an island. I know, here. right? It sounds great. But definitely with TiVo and with no commercials. <laughs> yeah. God forbid. I have to watch yes, that. Um, so actually, while we're on the I Love Lucy beats, right, I want to talk quickly because Rose, um, when Dorothy like asks them to come sort of yeah. console her, Rose reveals that she had sex with Charlie every single night for 18 yes. years. And, and every morning. Um, I mean, we... <laughs> And we'll, we'll okay. talk about that in a second. But it reminded me of two of the scholars that we've talked to. First was Elliot Powell, um, who we actually mentioned yeah. in the last episode, too. Um, and second was Debbie Macy, who and they both talked about this idea of like good sex or like, you know, this, the concept that um, I think Debbie said, like the virginal one, once they're not a virgin anymore, like Rose, they become like the best yes. sex. They just do it in like the quote unquote yes. good way. And Elliot talked about that too, when it's like monogamous and within marriage, like there's no sort of moral boundaries around what can happen because you're already doing it in the quote unquote right way. And I felt like when I was watching this episode, I was like, oh my God, I, I learned about this in school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like little girl amazing, school. right? Like with fresh eyes. Yeah. And oh my God, I, it still blows my mind. Like literally the, the, uh interview with Elliot when he talks about the charmed circle that's what it is and it's like the you know it comes up in this episode where it's like because Rose is married and she did it the right way and it's heterosexual sex with her husband you know like fucking go to town have it all the time you know it's like oh so crazy and like you said yeah Debbie said you know you you instantly go from one polar opposite to the other um which is not how it works (laughs) at all (laughs) Yeah, get a oh hobby God. but like the <laughs> the absolute disbelief of Blanche over this news yeah. she hardly <laughs> even says a lot like she's just like really perplexed. really perplexed it's uh it's wonderful um so this is all happening and Dorothy's obviously very you know she's very distraught um about her own about Kate but you're right like it's impossible to separate from Stan and I think what's more bugging her which we'll get to is that she's projecting all of what she felt onto Kate and not to say that people who experience infidelity don't have some things in common but it's different every time like it's you can't assume that Kate is feeling the same way that you are and I I imagine as a mother that's particularly difficult to do exactly well and as we find out more and more you know clues happen throughout this entire series but even in this episode like it's alluded to you know, again, like you said, Stan says outright, he's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't happy between the sheets. Yeah, yeah. And then he, Ugh. you know, Sophia brings up the fact like it was their first anniversary and he came home with lipstick on his collar. And it's like, you know, he was a serial cheater. This was a whole sort of bait and switch relationship like for 38 yeah. years, as opposed to the instance of Kate where like, you know, Dennis is, uh, you know, seemingly incredibly distraught. Like he actually says it won't happen again. You know, it sounds like a, a situation that was like not ideal, but it sounds like he has a grave remorse, which is probably something Stan never really did. He probably had that fake 
you know, oh, sorry, baby, won't happen again. Yeah, like, yes, still. exactly, still. So it's, yeah, and you're right, it's it's never the same. You you never know what it's actually like inside the relationship or what's going to be best for, you know, both parties involved. Um, and it's it's a big yeah. fucking deal to be so incredibly black and white about that, even if you are a firm believer in monogamy, right? It's like, there's not, there's so many, there's so much like... This this sounds like I'm like a cheater and like trying to <laughs> just like cover my No, but you're but right. I mean true. it's like you can't um you can't apply a one yes. size fits all method to this. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about so Dennis Dennis too <laughs> Dennis comes Parker. in also the lesser of <laughs> yeah, the Dennis. Right? Um and first of all, okay, <laughs> I feel like I the thing that I most associate with Dennis is that he calls her Mother oh Dorothy. God. What in the French Mike Pence hell is this shit? I like that. <laughs> I... Honestly, I bet you Mike Pence does call his mother in law like Mother X. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I like I cringe when he says it. And the best part is Ugh. it's not one of those things where you know, a lot of times you watch like a show you like or like a movie you like and there's like one part of it or something that you're like, oh, I hate when this character says this and it's like totally normal in the narrative. <laughs> like the first time I watched this, I even thought that was fucking weird, however old I was. And then immediately yeah. after, <laughs> Dorothy goes, I hate it when you call me that. <laughs> and it's like, bravo, bravo. It's like, it's so nice when you are, um, <laughs> you know, like, like validated by the character. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you are literally so, weird. so far down on my totem pole right here, and you're gonna call me that fucking creepy ass mother Dorothy shit I hate. So creepy. It's like so Dennis, creepy. play your cards um, right. God damn. Um, okay, so he comes in right. I'm, He's mother Dorothy. I'm still reeling from that. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Insane. Um, but the, so we talked about this in the intro, but it's. Blanche, who seems like the most unlikely, I well, not maybe not the most unlikely, Rose but an be, unlikely but yes, deliverer yes. of this line, right? Yeah, when she's like, Oh, Kate went to meet with Gloria Stein and Marla Thomas and Betty Friedan, and like, you know, she's just like basically trying to stick it to Dennis by, um, you know, uh, recalling all these famous feminists. And I appreciate it, I really like it. Obviously, I really like all of those women, but or I like two of those women, <laughs> um, but Blanche is. Blanche being the one to say that is like, I don't know if I am buying that coming from you. I appreciate what you're trying to do and be supportive here, but well, what's difficult <laughs> about that line is <laughs> they're gonna drink white wine spritzers. Okay, hang on a second. Like it, it takes <laughs> these like three women who help move feminist, you know, uh, thoughts thoughts forward. Yeah. Which again, if anybody needs a reminder, feminism means men and women are equal. It does not mean that women are better than men. And I think it's really hard because it's like, <laughs> it quickly devolves into this, like, first of all, white wine spritzers, you're like, okay, uh, <laughs> can't right. we just have straight whiskey? <laughs> oh, right. Women don't drink that. Um, <laughs> and then she goes, try to figure out how to fry your wandering male belly. <laughs> Which like... 
yes and no. Okay, like, again, appreciate the sentiment, but again, feminism isn't just going around punishing wandering men, you know? It's just like, (laughs) as we literally just said, infidelity is complex, (laughs) even when it's a man. Anyway, it's just, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. What I do love about that is, one, that the writers stuck that in there, but two, that Rose is actually... (laughs) giggling she is giggling so much in the background like she knows exactly what it means and it's like the funniest shit she's like a little kid like whoa blanche is telling him (laughs) and then when um they they go back to kate rose is like oh well do you think she'll still have time to see marlo i know it's so (laughs) cute (laughs) free to be rose dynamic here is The um the Blanche and Rose dynamic in this one is oh, it's classic. It's I mean from the I love Lucy stuff to here, like it it's it they carry it through the whole episode, which is great. And that that exchange I, I just think is totally. <laughs> Oh god. All right. Well, so they have a whole chat, right? Uh and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, like Dennis is getting the suitcase. First <laughs> of all, who invited him to stay? I, I, I guess, guess so, Kate. but like you're a guest, and it's your your mom, and she has other roommates. I'm like, that's that's a bold move, there, lady. Like these born kids I, are disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> what were they raised by a yutz? Um. Anyway, I just I just <laughs> noted that it was like first of all, he's like he's all pissed, and he like is scared when he runs away to the bedroom, and <laughs> like like where is everybody staying? God damn it. Um. It's it's actually I was like that that's a little bit much. <laughs> It is. It is. And then, um, yeah, like, so he, like, scurries by. Exactly. And then, um, so Kate and Dorothy, this is where they have sort of the confrontation. And Dorothy is, I think she is upset by what Kate's decision was. But I, I think also part of it, what you alluded to earlier is she's also kind of talking to herself i think maybe like her younger self who knew about stan's infidelity and chose to stay and i think part of it is she thinks kate is making the same mistake that she is and one i don't think that's true and two even if she is there's totally but it's so like you said before it's so hard to not project that onto you and even even if it's not even your mother i mean the mother daughter connection is extra you know intense to be the protector and to want to spare you know what what is fucking parenthood other than like trying to figure out how to spare your kid all the grief that you went to and give them a better you know shot at making the right decisions but um i i think it's interesting because even even like between friends if you came from a relationship where you were cheated on all the time and then like you wish that in the first instance of infidelity you had left talking to your friend who has somebody cheat on them like you're gonna probably project and be like i really you know let me tell you my experience (laughs) you know get the fuck out yeah it's really hard to do that i mean that's and that's part of you know being a friend and being a mother as Sophia points <laughs> out it's like I thought to myself idiot but I kept my mouth shut you know and it's yeah, yeah stay it's, out really, of it. <laughs> um, it's it's really fascinating and it takes discipline to shut the fuck up and I think uh that's gonna be the well yeah I'm, why <laughs> yeah just quote me on that no <laughs> it's, it's that's gonna be a really difficult uh part of parenting but I I do have good models like I feel like both of my parents were from households where they were constantly told like you know what you should do (laughs) you know like that kind of thing right you know some some more heavy-handed than others but I even think like you know the power of open-ended questions like how do you feel what do you think instead of like well you know this one time 
<laughs> your father cheated on me 40 <laughs> million times and uh, I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> you know, don't you remember your wedding? I know. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, like, it, it must be so, it, it's hard. And I do think, obviously, like, the parenthood relationship, like you're saying, adds another layer yeah. to it. But it's hard to watch somebody do something you think is wrong, even if you don't actually have that same experience. You just have strong feelings right. about what they should do. And so it does take discipline to shut the fuck up. And it's very, very hard to do that with any relationship with anyone you love doing something you think is going to hurt them. And I imagine, you know, there's the air, the, the, there's the additional layer of being a parent, but there's this like huge projection and empathy and Dorothy's still working yeah. through her trauma. Like it's only been, this is only towards the end of season two. So it's probably been like what, three years yeah. since the first season in terms of passage of time. So she's not, we just saw her deal with that in the first season. So she's not over it. it, It's one of those things you're never really over. There's a lot of trauma there, you know, it's always going to come up. You're always going to see Stan, you you know, he's always going to hug you and say shit. Like I wasn't happy between the sheets. And you're just like, God damn it. (laughs) I know. And you know, it's funny because Stan is, he's, he's complicated. I think like, the way I feel about him is complicated and the way I think most fans yes. feel about him is complicated. Um, but he plays a very traditional sort of protective yeah. father in this episode. It's a little over the top. It's a little toxic masculinity, but it's kind of nice when he's like, you know, he's pissed off. He says he always hated Dennis. It's a little bit endearing to see how much he's willing. And he naturally sort of rallies around yeah. Kate. Um it's not the, you know, it's not so pure that I am <laughs> tearing up or anything, but it, it's, it's No, it nice. is nice. And honestly, in his own way, you know, after Dorothy gives the speech, which, by the way, talking about the difficulties of shutting the fuck up, shut the fuck up, Dennis. She told you multiple times, <laughs> shut the fuck up. She's talking at you, not like you, you're, you don't get to speak, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I'm, yes, Title exactly. of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Son-in-law, dearest. Um, but uh, you know, after Dorothy gives her whole speech and everything, which also, by the way, note to the writers, she's like, "If it does, I'll break every bone in your hands." I why not, why don't we have a podiatrist <laughs> joke about stepping on his foot? Come on, man! Uh, oh, just would have right. been a great callback. Anyway, um, but of course, Stan after is like, "Yo, she's not kidding. Keep it zipped." <laughs> you know, and it's like it's kind of a yeah, it's kind Love of like that. this bro down thing. Like, oh, in case you couldn't understand her you know, empathetic, like, plain language. I'm going to tell you, like, keep your dick in your pants. Do you got that? You know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, it actually is perfect for Stan to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It is. It's like, yeah, you're right. Totally, it's like bro totally. time. Um, <laughs> okay. I just, I got, we got to talk about going back to the toilet humor of just really quoting those lines for the benefit of the audience where... <laughs> Where Rose is talking about he, you know, Charlie could squeeze a nickel to the buffalo poop. <laughs> and Sophia's delivery of, boy, I tell you, there's something to the power of suggestion. And then later, Stan's like, isn't life a gas? Which, by the way, even comes out disingenuous then of him saying it. I know. Just, this is amazing. <laughs> I think so also, what, like, just saying this is amazing in that way is something that I do when I say that phrase and you know and everybody else is like, Whatever. <laughs> it's 
exactly. Weird exactly. cadence, but all right. Also, one one more anecdote. I you know where Sophia's talking about her dream of Caesar Romero in a loincloth. Like, do you think his mm. people saw this episode and then later offered him up as a guest star? I think it'd be kind of interesting. If they were like, Maybe. well, he won't be in a loincloth, but he and his mustache could definitely star in your show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's like the, um, exactly, the beginning of the relationship. Exactly. I just was like, well, you're in luck, Sophia. Just wait a few seasons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're good. Call me Crescent. Call me Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, magnificent. Well, do you have anything else? Um, just one quick line. One sperm with a sense of direction. I'm paying with for the, for the rest of my she life. Says it so dishearteningly. It's really, <laughs> it's really beautiful thing. <laughs> oh that's my god, I, I love it. Well, Lauren wanted to talk about sperm, so that's what. Um, <laughs> used to be free. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for this one. Um, join us next time. We're going to discuss arching your back until your head touches your heels, and George Clooney's health insurance. Bye bye. <laughs>